statements, I will go through Barack Obama, the deception itself. Yeah, let's let's go through that because I'll tell you right now, Stephen, there are probably a lot of people listening going, this man is absolutely crazy. He's got to be nuts. He's just got to be one to make a name for himself. I mean, there are probably many comments going on right now. So, yes, please go into it so that when they're listening to this, they're not hearing this man's got to be crazy. You know, my theory is if that people have to do some thinking and they actually check into things for themselves, they will find out that a lot of things that have been said could possibly be true or it can be disproved. So well, go ahead with yours. Let's do this. If everybody listening would grab a pencil and pen and write down what I tell you, then after the show is over, you all can research what I'm about to tell you. Because once you write this down, you're going to go look for yourself. Because when I'm done with this interview today, Nancy, some people say I'm done work, I'm going fishing. Once I put this out there, there's very very little more I have to say because I'm not a judge, nor am I a jury. I am giving you the information based on what I believe is to be factually true. The places people can look, the first site I'm going to give them is theobamafile.com. Okay, theobamafile.com. Now, I've never heard of it, so it should be interesting. Yeah, well, that, that, is, that is the first one. The second one is... Hoax of the Century, H-O-A-X of the Century, O-F-L-T-H-E, Century.com. Okay. So if they go to that, there's a... If they go to that, what they're going to see is the the Indonesia-Thailand connection with Barack Obama and why what I'm about to tell you is true. The third thing you can look at is to see where money is stolen. Now, you know, I'm going to show you where the money is. Uh, people can Google. It's P-I-G-F-O-R-D versus Glickman, G-L-I-C-K-M-A-N. So those are the three research sites I want to preface right off the bat. If people want to know more about everything that I talk about, then they can go to my YouTube site, which is my last name, S-I-N-D-O-N-I Productions, P R O D. U-C-T-I-O-N-S, and I also have a website, which is my name, Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, S-I-N-D-O-N-I, dot webs, dot com. Now, I'm going to start with this. I'm going to share who he is, why he is, what he is, but then I'm going to tell you where the money resides, and once I tell you where the money resides, you'll see what this is about. So I'm going to preface this right now. It's about opium. It's about drugs. It's about an illegal network around the world, and that is why the truth will never come home, and there will always be a war. I'm going to preface that there. Now, how does Barack Obama tie into that? I'm going to tell you how. In 1946, right, there was a man by the name of Bohumabal Aduyade, and he's born in Massachusetts in 1927, Cambridge. His brother at the time was the king of Thailand. The CIA... Dulles and George Bush specifically talked this man into killing his brother, who was the king of Thailand, in 1946, and he then ascended to the throne. Once they put Bohumabal Aduyadev on the throne of Thailand, they now set up the crescent triangle connection for drugs between Thailand, Burma, all the countries, Vietnam. So now, from 1946... 
before the war started in Vietnam in 1963, when it was officially declared in the 60s, we had already been in, in uh, Vietnam as an advisor. What we were doing was setting up a drug network, and, and King Bahumabal was now, because Thailand is number two and number three in opium production as well. So now, with the help of Bush, they put this man in power. They now have the drugs coming from Thailand, Vietnam, Cambodia, and all these countries. But what they did was they now funneled the money from the United States into Thailand because now that Bahumabal is president, they can now use the Thailand banks. And what they did was there were three banks in, in the United States. There was J.P. Morgan, Citibank of Thailand, and Bank of America. These are the only three, month, three banks that can transfer money to Thailand. In Thailand, there are three banks that have the most money. There's three banks. There's the Bangkok Bank, the Siam Commercial Bank, and the Krong Thai Bank, and each one of them have an average of 25 to $40 million. So what they did was they took the drug money, they funneled it into Thailand banks, and that was the first step in the process. Later on, when George Bush, who was in the CIA, became president, he then, there was a, uh, called the, uh, it was the Banking Act, where he was bailing out the savings and loan industry. He stole $300 billion in that, bank, that banking scam, and the money was funneled through J.P. Morgan, Citibank of Thailand, or Bank of America, to the three Thailand banks that I mentioned, and they, without the American people being wise to it. Since 1950-something, money is being laundered through the Thailand banks, through Bahumabo Aduyade of Thailand, and the wars, the Vietnam War and all the wars since, have been a diversion. Now, how does Barack Obama fit this? I'll tell you how. In 1960, Bahumabo Aduyade visits the White House, and you can go to statedepartment.gov, and he could show he was there in May. He visits there in May, but he brings his wife with him, and they spend a month in the United States, but the first stop they make is in Hawaii. Interesting. Why Hawaii? Because they had to drop off newborn Barack Obama. Now, here's what happened. Right after that, in October, President Sukarno of Indonesia now visits the White House. Why? Because now what they have to do is establish where is that little Barack going to be? Well, we've got to get him to Thailand. But first we had to bring him to the United States. But Sukarno has to agree now that when he does get to Thailand, that he's got cover, and that way they can get this scam going. So now they leave the country. The baby is with Ann Dunham. Ann Dunham was the surrogate mother. Let me explain Ann Dunham's situation. She was in college. She meets Barack Obama Sr. Barack Obama Sr. was a foreign exchange student. Interesting enough, the first year the exchange student program from Kenya was set up, he was one of the first to come over. They used him as a pawn. He meets Ann Dunham in school. She tells him that she's pregnant. But Barack Sr. is already married. He's got a couple of kids. So he doesn't tell anybody that supposedly he knocked up Ann Dunham. He ends up transferring from the school in Hawaii to go to Harvard a couple months later. He never sees the birth of Barack Obama. He probably never seen a belly on Ann Dunham, but he was told she was pregnant. He goes to Harvard, and not long after he goes to Harvard, he's told by the school administration that his scholarship has been abruptly terminated, not giving him a reason. He's now sent back to Kenya. 
he's humiliated. He, he's like, this is American dream. Now he's in Harvard. What does he tell his family when he goes back to Kenya? So now he goes back to Kenya. He starts drinking heavily. He's having problems keeping jobs. And he's under the impression that this child supposedly is his, but yet he's got a couple of wives already now in Kenya. So at this point, Ann Dunham goes, if he leaves to go back to uh, Kenya, and she's in Hawaii now, she goes to the courts, and she applies for a divorce, a divorce now, right? The divorce papers that you can find on the Internet, on that site, the site that they gave you, there are pages that are scrubbed. There is no marriage record for Barack Obama Sr. with Ann Dunham, nor is there a birth certificate, a record of his birth there, but yet there's a, a divorce certificate. Now, interesting enough, he, he, doesn't, he's not, he doesn't appear for the divorce proceedings, which isn't unnatural, but he's never informed that, that, that there was even a divorce. So now, he's under, he doesn't even know this. Ten years later, well, then after that, Ann Dunham marries Lolo Satoro. And that's where Barack ends up in Indonesia. And the reason he's in Indonesia is because so now King Bahumabo and Queen Surikit can visit their son, their son while he's in Thailand school. So this is how it all filtered out. So Ann Dunham never gave birth to Barack Obama. Okay, so what they've shown on the Internet and all over the place is to try to prove that his birth certificate is very fraudulent and that it couldn't be. And many people have figured out different methods of figuring out that it's not authentic. However, most of the American people will accept whatever facts that they want to pass out to us, which is sometimes very unfortunate and sometimes maybe it spares them. Who knows? So what you're saying is that he was actually born in Thailand to yes. this other couple and I believe that if they, people really wanted to have this checked out, they could easily do all the proven by having a DNA report. However, knowing if the government has anything to do with it, the DNA report is not going to come out to be truthful. Would I right. be safe in saying that? Yes, you okay. would be. They, they, they can doctor the results. Uh, so, uh, Just like I they did the, the birth certificate. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah there's, there's a lot of experts who look at the birth certificate, and they've debunked that as it's not official. I mean, even the one he first put out, said uh, uh, race of the, uh, the father, it's an African. African is not a race. It's either black, white, or it's uh, Negro or Negro or Caucasian if you're white. So the first birth certificate they put out there, they, they raised the father African. I mean, come on now. A third grader would, would know not to put that. So they screwed up royally on the first time with that, and it was on a, 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 zero, uh, a laser printer. They didn't have laser printers back in 1960 or 1961. I mean, so this was like a bad script. You know what I, what I call it? I call it a bad script like they gave Jesse Ventura when he was a wrestler. And I said, Jesse, just read the script. You know, so these guys who work for the CIA, you know, can't be that bright. Because when I look at all these facts, I mean, I can pick this out very easy. And the reason why I can pick this out is because I know I've been looking at this since 1963. The day that the teacher told me in school that Kennedy got killed, and I went home and I talked to my grandfather who said, watch the news, he said, it didn't happen the way they're saying it. And from that day, as a 10-year-old boy, Nancy, I wanted to look into this because it if it looks like a fish and it smells like a fish, it's probably a fish. And I knew something was fishy and something stunk at that point. And I said, you know what? Through the years, I'm going to figure out why. And how I figured out the why was when I got a little bit older and it was time to be drafted for the Vietnam War. 
Where's the real Shady? Shady, is that you? It's three o'clock in the morning. Who the hell are you? It's George. First off, how did you get this highly classified number? Well, Shady, I took the liberty of going through Vice President Dick Cheney's personal items in his office, and I found your number. George, you better have a damn good reason for waking me up at three o'clock in the morning. Well, I really don't know where I should start. Listen up, redneck. Why don't you start at the beginning? Just spit it out. You're absolutely right, Shady. Let me start from the beginning. Not long after the capture and public execution by hanging of Iraqi President Saddam Hussein, I began to have haunting visions. George, stop right there. Have you been smoking crack with Mayor Barry again? No, Shady. Absolutely not. I kid you not. Continue, George, but remember, we don't have all night. Well, every night at precisely 2 a.m. I get woken up and have exactly the same vision. In the vision, I can see Saddam Hussein hanging by a rope. But it's the strangest thing. His lips are moving. There words coming out of his mouth, directed at me, and he ain't dead. So tell me now, George, what message has Saddam given you that is so important that you feel it is necessary to wake me up with tonight? The message that Saddam has given me is directed at you. He said that you should remember the name Sindoni. I've never heard of Sindoni. Saddam also said I should tell you that Sindoni would outthink you, outsmart you, and expose you as an imposter, making you look like a complete fool overnight. What would see about that? Oh, and Shady, there's one last important thing. Saddam says that Sidoni's going to take you down. He's the man who's got the mojo. He's the new man in town. Mojo, smojo. Shady, Shady, are you there? I think that fool hung up on me. Well, I've got this new telephone number. I can always call that fool back. You are listening to the official Obama is Osama Music Network. I'll be alone each and every night. While you're away, don't forget to write.